Would you pray for me? Absolutely. Before I do, I don't, I don't know that I've ever done this, but I have a word for you this morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're witnessing history. I, when we were sitting there, I saw you walking down this long hallway. And at the end of the hallway, there was a huge door and it had a big archway over the top. And you very carefully took the doorknob and turned it and walked through it. As you got to the other side of the doorway, it was like the heavens opened and a buckets of anointing came flowing on you. Wow. It was a copious anointing. Copious anointing. Copious anointing. I just feel like you have just walked through that doorway into that new anointing that God has for you. Would you extend your hand, please? Father, I just thank you. This amazing man of God. Father, we thank you for the anointing that he has walked in for 40 years. We thank you for the new, fresh anointing that he is walking into now. Father, we thank you for that apostolic anointing, that statesman anointing, that wisdom revelation anointing, that direction and building anointing, that Father's heart anointing. And we just pray this morning that it will just flourish and be, be brought forth in Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Wow. I'm supposed to preach now. Oh, thank you, honey, for your obedience to the Lord. Those of you that were here last Sunday night, you also witnessed history as you did here just a second ago. We had an amazing, amazing installation service for the first time in 40 years. Uh, Carla, I've got to say, it's so great to have you back. She's been down there in Florida and, and also a few health things going on there. And Ruth, where are you at, Ruth? Wave at me. I saw Ruth a moment ago. Yeah, there's Ruth. And she's back as well after some health issues. And. Um, Last Sunday night was phenomenal. And I, I want to tie what God has laid upon my heart into the installation last Sunday night of pastors Juan and Deidre, a spiritual son and daughter, to be the campus pastors at this campus for, Lord willing, a long, 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 long time. I want to talk to you about roots and wings Roots and wings don't seem to go together, but I hope you're going to understand the significance that you need roots. If you don't have roots in your life, you have no stability. But you need wings because God expects to take you where, where you've never been before and beyond what you ever could imagine. Just over a year ago, in fact, it was a year ago this month, we, my wife and I were in Columbus, Ohio with John Maxwell and some leaders from around the world. And one particular outstanding pastor from down south shared a story that I want to share with you today. 
That pastor talked about how that he had the privilege of recently being at Disneyland in California. Now, I've been there. And how that he was given a VIP behind-the-scenes tour. And the, the young man that, that gave him the tour, he started off as a sweeper. And he had worked his way up to the point where he was now giving VIP tours. And here's what the... Here's what the pastor said. He said, as you would listen to this young man talk about Walt Disney, you would think that that young man had had breakfast with Walt Disney that morning. The reality is Walt Disney had died before that young man was ever born. But that is the way that they have kept what they call the Disney way alive. They keep culture alive. I want to talk to you today because I, it's very key. This is a transitional time in this church, in this campus, and, 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 and we need to be able to embrace and celebrate and honor culture because there is a victory culture. There is something that God has developed over these 40 years that is very unique and and I want you to give thought as to how long you've been at this church. I want you to think about it because at the close of this message, I'm going to be inviting you forward, and I'm going to invite, first of all, after the prayer team, those of you that have been here 30 years or longer. Then I'm going to ask those of you who have been here 20 years or longer, and then 10 years or longer. And that includes if you've gone out and come back like the Sweets and like the Zets and some others of you. There's a reason for that. Often there is a clash between culture and vision. But we need to embrace and understand that culture speaks of roots. You need roots. You need the stability that comes from roots. But you need wings. You need vision for the future. Often in the church world, every generation must start from scratch. It has been our vision and our burden over these many decades that when the time came for us to place a mantle over the next generation of leaders, as we did last Sunday evening, that they would not have to start from scratch, but that our ceiling, us being here 40 years and coming into 46 people and building program after building program and then launching campuses that this morning, eight campuses of Victory Christian Center and those seven other campuses, please understand, have come out of this campus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for your obedience. Culture and vision. It's not either or, it's both and. You need both. If you have no culture, then what do you build upon? What keeps, what's the compass that keeps you heading in the right direction? The difference between culture and vision, culture is what is. There is a culture here, but vision is what is hoped for. It's the dream. You're going to be hearing a lot from the Riveras about vision. 
and you should. They're the next generation leaders. We want them to do great things. We want them to do greater things than these past 40 years. That has to be the hope. That has to be the dream. Culture gives us roots and stability, which is necessary. You need roots in your life. You need values in your life. But vision gives us branches, and that is where the new fruit grows. See how you need both? You can't have a stable tree without roots because they even provide not only stability but nourishment. But you can't have fruit without branches. And we need both. Culture, which is roots, supports vision as it gives a foundation to build upon. I'm so thankful that on April 22nd, 2018, as this is the very first week I've been in the pulpit as bishop, not as pastor of this campus, but officially as bishop, I'm so thankful that there's something that the Rivera's and those of you that call Victory Christian Center Coitsville Campus home, there's something you're going to build upon. You're not starting from scratch. Somebody else, many of you came into this building since it was built. How many have you of you that your first experience at Victory Christian Center Coitsville Campus was in this building? Wave at me if that's the case. There's a lot of people waving at me. So you didn't have the vision for this building. You weren't a part of the sacrifice financially and in every other way of building this building. You inherited it, and we are thankful. We built it for you, by the way, and other people out there who have yet to come in. Vision, which is wings, brings energy and direction, which is necessary for growth. We need to grow. We can't rest on our laurels. Thank God for what God has done. But we didn't build this big building except for the purpose of, of filling it up and then having two services and then three and then launching more campuses. Culture is established. Vision is developed. The Riveras are, uh, and our team are going to be working with you very, very much over these next weeks and months. and They're going to be working on vision, what, getting clarity. What is God saying to this campus? What is God saying to Victory Christian Center? In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. We need vision, but vision needs to have clarity. Proverbs 29 18 in the King James Version says, where there is no vision, the people perish. We need vision. In Proverbs 29, 18 in the message, I like the way it, this is stated. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. My spiritual dad, David Cartledge, that was one of his favorite verses of the Message Bible. Vision aligns with values. And then culture demonstrates them. I want to say a couple of things before we go to Joshua. Three points. First, no one lives forever on this planet. You might want to write that down. And the chances of dying is still 100%. No matter how much medical science has, you know, maybe, maybe we've got a longer lifespan, but it's still 100% chance of dying. 
Second thing, life is short. Make it count. Build it on values. Life is short. The older you get, the faster time goes, and it really is true. And there's a reason for that. I, I, but, but listen, don't get old before your time. I've met teenagers who are older than me. I mean, all they do is grumble and complain, and they're bored all the time. Oh, shut up. You haven't even, you, you hardly know how to clean underneath your fingernails. Some of you need to take a shower. You notice I'm saying that, and they're not in the room. They're over at United Youth, right? But, but really, age, don't, don't, I, I'm not an old man. My wife is not an old woman. We are, we are in our prime. I mean, we're like, come on. I remember I could point out a few of you that a number of years ago when you got on the racquetball court with me. And you thought, you thought I was old then. I, I'm looking at Kevin. Yeah, I'm looking right at him. Where's your brother at, you know? He's back there somewhere. Yeah, they, these boys thought they were going to spank me because I was an old man. That was a long time ago. I spanked those young men. I had them crying for mercy. Don't, don't get thinking old. Don't talk old. Don't, listen, you got to, I don't care your age. You got a lot of living to do. If you know Jesus, you have eternal life. Come on, get with it. Number three, it's, it is possible to move in life from survival to success to significance. Most of us have lived a period of our lives, if we're honest, all it was was survival. Try and keep my head above water. It's hard. Where's you out? But if you keep your eyes upon God and you make the kind of decisions God wants you to make, you can move to a place of success. I don't have time today to define success, but I can tell you this. It's not about money, and it's not about the house, and it's not about the car. But God wants us to get to a place of significance. I want to talk to you, Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, about honor without sentimentality. See, this is a church and some of our core values at Victory Christian Center, what we call victory culture, is that we, in our foundation, have a culture of honor. We are not a church that we get sarcastic and cut down and you're never going to hear from this pulpit criticism against the president no matter who the president is you're never going to hear us get get off and be bashing another church or be bashing uh, people why why well because we live in a culture of honor we speak life do we agree with everything? Of course not. But God, we understand that God has not established us to be the judges. He has, has established us to be the example. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And here's what he said. Moses, my servant, is dead. That's four words, by the way. Now listen, I'm not dead. And I'm not Moses. 
But we can learn an awful lot about transition because this is a big one. Can you imagine being Joshua? Can you imagine following the man of God named Moses who met with God face to face, who spent 40 days and 40 nights on a mountain with God, never ate anything, never drank anything, never got off of his face, and came down with the Ten Commandments that were chiseled by God himself. Yeah, he broke them, but we're not going there today. Okay, you know, we, we all make mistakes, and he did. See, I don't care who your leader is. Listen to me. We're human beings. If you're looking for a perfect leader, look to Jesus. He is perfect. But all the rest of us, were, see, we're not perfect. Now, don't, don't follow a hypocrite. Don't follow somebody who wants to give you the impression they're perfect and everybody knows they're not. But see, God uses imperfect people. Why? That's the only kind on the planet. <laughs> Have you read your Bible? I mean, Abraham wasn't perfect. Noah wasn't perfect. Joseph, Moses, David, I could go on. None of them perfect. Moses, my servant, is dead. Notice that God's work on earth never ends with one generation. There is no success without a successor, I can tell you that. If, if Victory Christian Center grew and was blessed under my wife and I as we led, but the moment we stepped away, it all collapsed, and we were failures. Failures. Success comes when you're able to pass the baton to the next generation. That's what Moses did. See, earlier, Moses had laid his hands upon Joshua. Joshua was a spiritual son. He had served the man of God, Moses. And God had taken the spirit that was upon Moses and put that spirit upon Joshua. That's what's happened with Pastor Juan. Have you noticed how much he looks like me? <laughs> Have you noticed how much he dresses like me? It's tight, but it's right. <laughs> He's a son. But you know what? I don't want him to be a 66-year-old man. I want him to be 42. I want him to be, pardon me? You are 42, aren't you? Yeah, something like that. What? I, at 66, I can say something like that. At 42, you better be precise. But can I tell you, God has taken the spirit that has been upon my wife and I and put it upon Pastors Juan and Deidre. They're a son and daughter. They're their own people, but you're going to see an awful lot of what God has instilled within David and Kathy Thomas. You're going to see that in Juan and Deidre Rivera. That's healthy. It's healthy that, that here I am in the pulpit. My wife is preaching on Mother's Day. I'm going to be back in the pulpit on, you know, next month sometime as we celebrate 40 years. 
You say, well, I, I thought you were out of here. Hey, can you dispel... Can you dispel a myth? I have not retired. Please, put it on Facebook. Put it on Instagram. Tell everybody. I'm tired of people in the community shaking my hand and congratulating me. I got my first retirement card in the mail yesterday. It had a nice gift in it, thank you. But I'm not retired. I'm the Listen, I'm the bishop of Victory Christian Center. Yesterday morning, we were over at Warren teaching leadership. That next Sunday, I'm at Columbiana campus preaching, and on and on it goes. This, it, this isn't retirement. That, that's not the season I, we are at in life. Moses, my sermon is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go. Another four words. Now, therefore, rise and go over the Jordan. The crossing, let, let, let me finish that. Now, therefore, rise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I said to Moses. Listen, the crossing of the Red Sea and the crossing of the Jordan mark major transitional times for the Hebrews. Major. One of the major passions and I believe calls of God upon my life is to help God's people deal with the changes that come to life for change is inevitable. If you have sat under my ministry very long, you know that I talk a lot about trying to help you understand the season of life you're in and, and also that seasons change and how to Understand your season and celebrate your season and prepare for the next season. But you can't live in the previous season. And you can't live in the next season. You, but, but you've got to understand how to navigate because the longer I live, the more I'm convinced that much of our spiritual, physical, mental, and emotional health, listen to me, is dependent upon our ability to deal with the inevitable change in a healthy way. I've watched that if people do not grasp that, listen, those of you with young children, those kids are going to grow up and leave. And I know right now some of you say, yes. <laughs> Glory to God. We might have two dimes to rub together, you know. But can I tell you also, it's hard. It's hard. When your identity has been dad and mom, and you're still dad and mom, but it's not the same. But, but see, if you get stuck in life, life's awful short. You better not stay stuck real long because some people stay stuck. Stuck stinks. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. God is speaking now to the man of God, Joshua, who has received the mantle from Moses. And he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. 
Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, say that, for then you will make your way prosperous. And then, say that, and then you will have good success. See, prosperity and success in God's eyes isn't just luck. Read this when you get home. Meditate upon this this week. He said, have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Please note this. The promise is his presence. Say that with me. The promise is his presence. That's what it's all about. When I think of the Riveras, I, I think of Pastor Juan, and, and I, I remember when I was 42. It was a few years back. But I remember being 42. I remember being 42 and being in, in a time in my life where I was trying to get traction and trying to, oh, everybody else was saying, oh, the church is big, and oh, look at all this growth. But can I tell you, I was still trying to navigate in that season at 42. I made it. I made it to 43 and all the way up to 66. Can I tell you that there's a lot of 66-year-old dudes that are not healthy? They're not healthy spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, or financially. That's sad to me. But it does, just doesn't happen. Some people say, well, you know, I, I'm just hoping and a wishing and a picking and a praying. Well, good for you. There's only one thing out of that that's good, and it's the praying part. But you also have to make some good decisions based on this book. That's what God was saying. Decisions do determine destiny. In verse 10, it says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, and he said, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare. Say that word, prepare. You know, as you... As you look at the future, the Victory Christian Center, oh, and thank God for the culture. Thank God that within our culture that we, we have a culture of integrity. We don't cut corners here. I can tell you from the deepest part of who we are, if it costs us more money to do something right, we spend the money. We're not going to compromise. See, if you compromise on integrity that much, you don't have integrity anymore. And that's a part of our culture. So thank God for the culture here. But you've got to prepare to cross the Jordan. So prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess. You don't just prepare. You prepare to possess. You go somewhere. Some people are, you know, a part of, of the fun of a trip is planning it. I think so. One of the things that kept us alive. 
during the really stressful, hectic days of raising a family and the church was growing, is we would, back in the day, my wife and I would get these triple-A books. And we'd sit at a restaurant and eat a you know, dollar dessert and drink, drink ice water and leave a dollar tip. And I'm not joking with that. We didn't have a lot of money. We had two bucks. And over one place in Boardman, you could get a, a little dessert for a buck, and you could get ice water that came, and, 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 and so then you could leave a dollar tip. But we'd look at those AAA books, and we'd dream about, hey, in three months, we're going to Florida, and we're trying to find a good deal. See, there, there's something about preparation that's good. You need to dream, Victory Christian Center. You need to be thinking about what, what is this church going to look like in a year, in three years, in five, in ten. You need to dream that. To go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Last set of scriptures. Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I want to talk to you is in this last part about memorial stones. Because we have some. Next month on the 20th, I want to talk to you about some of those memorial stones. Why? We wouldn't have a Bible unless the stories were repeated. We just wouldn't have it. They repeated the stories. They told the stories. Remember what, the way I started this message? I told you about that, about that young man at Disneyland, that when you listened to him, you thought he had had breakfast with Walt Disney that morning because he kept the stories alive. There'll be a day when my wife and I will be with the Lord. Oh, it's going to be a long time from now. We want on our tombstone, wow, they lived a long life. <laughs> we want you to be at our funeral, but we want you to be really old. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a lot of living to do. We, have, we still have dreams. We still have visions. But we understand our season. The hallway that my wife had this word about and that door, we're going to obey and walk through that. Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. And it came to pass when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua and he said this, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. Can I tell you some people's have stood firm at Victory Christian Center. We have some leaders. We have some veterans in this house. It's not just been my wife and I. It's just not been the pastoral staff. It's not just been the elders. Yes, God has used all that group. But it's been those of you that have gone through building program after building program, and you have prayed, and you have sacrificed, and you've been here, and you've been faithful and loyal. You stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Verse 4, then Joshua called the 12 men whom he appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of Israel. That this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come. Say that with me, in time to come. One more time, in time to come. There's time to come. There, there's a culture in our past. 
There's the stories of June 25th, 1978. There's the stories of buying victory, buying what was sky-high drive-in theater. There's the story of New Wilmington becoming the, a campus. There's a story after story after story that are a part of our culture, a part of our past, but in time to come, make new stories. Make new stories. Have the testimonies that build upon the culture with vision. And they're going to ask the question, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask you to not leave unless it's an emergency, but I'm going to ask you to stand. And I want you to listen. You can stand and listen at the same time. You can even stand and take notes at the same time. You can even stand and think at the same time. It is a mistake to have no memorial stones in our lives. It's a mistake. You need memorial stones. October 1970, when I met Christ, always be a memorial stone. January 15, 1972, married my best friend, the love of my life. I could go on these with memorial stones. Birth of our children, birth of our grandchildren. Coming here June 25, 1978, last Sunday night was a memorial stone. It's a mistake to have no memorial stones in our lives. Why? Memorial stones speak of God's miraculous provision and faithfulness. God is the one who said, do this. Wasn't Moses' idea. Moses was with the Lord. Wasn't Joshua's idea. It was God's idea. So God was saying, there, there are things you need to do to remind yourself of what I've done. Also, memorial stones speak of the faith example of those who went before them. There are always those who went before you. Always. I spoke this past summer at John Bunny's funeral, Pastor John Bunny, who in 1960 had faith to plant a church in Coysville, Ohio. called Providence Chapel right up the road out of that has come Victory Christian Center we, we should properly give honor to people who deserve it but worship and glory is reserved for God and God alone understand the difference see some people some people highlight the worship to God so strongly they don't honor anybody that's wrong. But it's also wrong to idolize and worship people. Don't do that. Honor is proper. God, God speaks. The first commandment is to, with promise is to honor your father and mother. The Bible speaks about honoring one another, honoring the king, honoring widows, honoring elders. The Bible talks about that. It's a mistake to worship, idolize, and stay at the memorial stones. As wonderful as memorial stones are, if they were just hung out there at the, at the Jordan like, hey, these are our memorial stones. Glory to God. 
No. Take those memorial stones, set them up so that when your children ask what these mean, but you move on. You move forward. See, religion tends to worship the past. The kingdom of God always advances. Get that. God established memorials. Passover is a memorial. The Lord's Supper that next week you'll be doing is a memorial. Jesus said, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. See, it's a choice we make to honor the past while embracing the future. What are your memorial stones? What are your defining moments? What are your values? These are your roots, and you need them. Can I tell you that as I've been your pastor for 40 years, and for many of you, as I've said at this campus, don't stumble over calling me bishop or pastor. At this, he's, these are your campus pastors, but my wife and I are, pa- are your pastors as well. There's no competition in that. We don't want to run the day in and day out operation. Oh, do we not want to do that? <laughs> we, we don't want to set the vision for the next 20, 30 years. That's your job. Build on this culture. Build on this foundation. One of, I'm not a movie buff, but one of my most moving things is in saving Private Ryan when, when the commanding officer, played by Tom Hanks, was dying. And his words as he was dying after so many had lost their lives to save Private Ryan because his brothers had died on the battlefield and the president wanted him home. And through a trembling voice, he looked at Private Ryan and he said, earn this, earn this. Pastors Juan and Deidre, you're the called, called of God. My wife and I didn't call you. We love you, but we couldn't have called you. We obeyed. You would have been easy. It would have been easy to choose you. I mean, look at you. Even when we're in worship, they sing good. They don't just look good. Lead well. They sing good, too. Earn this. That's what I felt from John Bunny. What are your hopes, your dreams, your vision for your future? See, in the same way the things I just mentioned are the roots, you need wings. You need wings so that you and your family and this campus can go to higher levels. You say, will you get jealous? Oh, no more jealous than when, you, when I see a son or daughter or a grandchild succeed. That's not jealousy. That's celebration. Now, I'm going to ask this of you. If you've been here 30 years or more, would you come forward real quick? Anywhere around 30 years. You don't have to sit there with a calculator. If you've been here... <laughs> 30 years or more, you come forward. These people should get an applause as they come. 
Keep coming. That includes if you went out and came back. Now, some are still coming, but I want those of you up front, I want you to look at me. Next of all, if you've been here 20 years or more, would you come? <laughs> Honey, can you make your way through? If you've been here 10 years, or more, would you come now? Would you come now? We're gonna say some words over you here in a second that God dropped into my heart early this morning. Some of you that have come, some of you we dedicated as babies. Some of you came in wounded, some of you came in unsaved. Some of you were raised in this church. You, you've, there's some of you, you've never known another church other than Victor Christian Center. This is all you've ever known. You were born here, raised here. But my wife and I want to say thank you. These people want to say thank you because you have, you have made an awful lot possible. Your faith, your dedication, your sacrifice through thick and thin. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen that a, a little church in Coitsville, Ohio grows in to eight campuses. It doesn't, doesn't happen. I can tell you that I'm a, I'm a decent leader. I'm not that good. <laughs> She's an amazing woman. She ain't that good. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Church, we haven't done everything right, but we've done a lot of things right. Nobody bats a thousand. Nobody does. What, what we've tried to do is when you mess up, you fess up. If you make a mistake, you're like, could have done that better. You know, thank you for your patience. Seriously, thank you for your patience. Thank you for what you've shown us. Your friendship, your loyalty, your love, your prayers. I've got a story about almost every person I look at, so I've got to discipline myself because we need to close. But seriously, if you think that our love for you has changed, we love you as much as we have ever loved you. We're not transitioning into this new season because somehow we lost love for you. We'll never quit loving you, ever. But what we realize is the kingdom, that's fine, I'm gonna be a mess. Thank you, that's very kind of you. There, there's a time to be messy. Oh, she might, yeah. That, 
Don't just think about yourself. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I suddenly realized you got to look at this. <laughs> For all of you in the room. Because you're no less significant if, you, if this is your first Sunday. You're no less significant than the people that have been here with us for 40 years. God dropped into my heart. And pastors Juan and Deidre, can you, can you come on up and join us? I want, you, I want to read this. I need to read this. And I need you to listen because we close with this. Early this morning, I sat on my couch with my laptop open and just before I printed this message. The Holy Spirit began to give me some things that I needed to speak to you. I want you to all listen, and I want you to all look at me. This is to you. Victory Christian Center, Coatesville Campus. You have set the example. You have led the way. You have been the pioneers. You have been the mothers and the fathers that have given birth to others. You have been the ones willing to follow your leaders, my wife and I and our team, in the crossing of many rivers, much like the crossing of the Red Sea and the Jordan. Your faith is strong. Your courage proven. Your call from heaven. Never settle for mediocrity. Never rest on your laurels. Never give up. Never quit. Remember your memorial stones. Honor your past, but march forward into the promises of God and the vision before you. As you have loved, trusted, and followed my wife and I, love, trust, and follow the Riveras. Keep loving God completely, loving others unconditionally, loving life enthusiastically. For there is a world to reach with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Many of you that are on the prayer team are up front here. I'm going to ask you to remain. If by chance you're not up here on the prayer team, or you're not up here but you are on the prayer team, please make your way up here soon. I, I meant to call you up first. I want to speak a blessing over you, but I want you to look at me for a second. If you're in this room or you're watching online and you've never given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to do that. For God so loved you that he gave his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for your sins. And I'd be remiss if I did not give you the opportunity to open your heart to Christ. And so if you're in this room and you've never met Jesus, you're still in your sins, you're lost. You need a savior. You don't need religion. You don't need to just turn over 
a new page and try harder, you need to surrender your life to God. You're lost. You're lost without Christ. Would you bow your heart before the Lord? Father, I pray for anyone in this building, anyone watching or listening who does not know you, that in this moment they would give their heart to you. Friend, if you've never met him, humble your heart right where you are and simply surrender your life. You may say something along this lines, Father, I've sinned against you. I'm lost. I need you. Please forgive my sins. Change my heart and change my life. I want to be born again. I open the door of my heart and I ask you, Jesus, live inside of me from this day on. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for forgiving my sins. I will now believe in my heart and I will confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer with me, take time to come up to one of these people at the altar and get the material that can help you get started right. Get into one of the next step classes. Want the privilege of just speaking a blessing over you with, with our son and daughter up here, your pastors, the Riveras. I trust that you have received today that you have a greater understanding of the necessity of roots, but also the necessity of wings, that you can honor the past while embracing the future. In the name which is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the grace and mercy and love of God rest upon each and every one of you. May today you be able to leave this building with a sense of the value and the worth and the dignity that God sees inside of you. May you no longer believe the lies of the enemy, but may Jesus Christ himself rise up and live big in you. May you live as a man and a woman of God. May you be a child of the Most High God. And may you leave this room today, and may you go and give his love away. And may Jesus Christ, his glory, his presence, rest upon you. We bless you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. give the Lord praise, would you? Prayer team, if you would please stay up. If you need prayer for any reason whatsoever, please take a moment to come down front. God bless you.